0: She Sharma. All you have here is a solid foundation of young talent. All you have to go out and do now is get the big ball. Everyone in this room. Is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. I am (laughs) going to smack you in the ass. I will smack your face off of your face.
1: Ryan Roach. He can get on base, he can walk, he can hit, and he can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position.
0: Sports. Dave Pollard. He's facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a weird way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves.
1: He's absolutely right. And Mark Lazell. You
2: have a great coach at Brad Stevens. You want him to stick around. Around. You have to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch. You have to win these games. They're playoff implications on the line.
3: Here. The sports
0: blast. What the hell
2: in are the- you doing?
0: Only on ESPN New Hampshire.
2: This is,
1: ah! this is- oh, no, no, no 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 that no. doesn't no, work. No, no, don't ruin
2: it. No. And ESPN
0: NHRadio.com.
1: Game on! Game on.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast. You're on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHRadio.com. As always, I'm Ashish Sharma, joined by Brian Roach and Mark Lazell. No Dave Pollard today. He is off with family. Um, so it's just the three of us today. What's that's up? What's enough. up?
1: What's going on, guys? We can make it if we try. We can.
0: Yeah, yeah it's usually just the two of us, but that's fine. <laughs> you I'll and go I with three. and Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just the three of us today. And we do try. What's we up, fellas? Try. Yeah, Not much. How's your uh, Friday? Friday. Uh, pretty uneventful. Yeah. Not really digging the cold weather, but it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting week. You guys watch the Oscars?
1: Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't watch the Oscars? No. Why? Because it's pointless. You, so you missed all what award shows are pointless. So you missed what happened at the end. I, 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 I heard about it. Yeah, that was
0: probably the most awkward thing I've seen on TV in a long time. Yeah, it was pretty awkward, Warm, but shout out to my girl way. Viola
1: Davis <laughs> from Rhode
2: Island. There you
0: go. Oh, she's for, she's Rhode Island? Yeah, I didn't know that. Such
1: a false.
0: Oh, wow. Great actress. Huh?
1: I love how to get with, mur- how to get away with murder? Yeah, she's a really good actress, so she earned it. She earned it. But as Brian said,
2: some are really conceited. And they just talk about themselves for an hour. Yeah. So I can see why you don't watch the Oscars. Well,
1: not even the Oscars. All award shows, like uh, when Adele was giving her awards to Beyonce Mm. every every single time. I'm surprised she wasn't smoking a cigarette on stage. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then when she uh, she had had to uh, stop herself and then re restart um, the song because she messed up. Who do you think you
0: are? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Just just continue. There's a reason you're doing this live. Yeah. She she
2: ruined that tribute. I'm sorry. Like you can't start from.
0: But to be honest with you guys, the thing at the Oscars at the end with Faye Dunaway and uh, Warren Beatty screwing up, like that wasn't even the most awkward thing. I was telling Mark, the most awkward thing was probably when they did the (laughs) In Memoriam segment and they put in someone that was still alive. Yeah. They put in some Australian producer well, that <laughs> tweeted this. She was just like, "Wait, hang on." The happiest person <laughs> well, must be
1: Steve Harvey because he. he,
0: he oh, he's he, off the hook now because
1: yeah. he because yeah. because he messed up and now they messed
0: up. So no, he Everyone's de- messing up. Yeah, uh, no, he
2: it. he messed up big time, but that was a big big
1: mishap on Oscar night.
0: How do you put a an alive per- a person yeah. that's still alive in the in memoriam? How does that happen?
1: Well, he- she hasn't said anything, so she. No, didn't. she tweeted. Oh no! I meant like before that. Well, but you maybe. know, maybe you know she's yeah, been like, like, oh yeah, no,
0: she must be dead. She that not anything
1: in a while. That
2: night is like all about celebration, elegance. Like everybody talks about, like how it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And then you mess it up at the end. But then, like you said, the memorial was just over the top. You can't do that. No, and and I was
0: especially sad because they didn't put in Bill Paxton. But you know, I can understand, like maybe because it happened that day, they didn't have enough time. Yeah. So yeah. sudden. To yeah. Put him in. So put him in in the next year's in memoriam yeah. segment. Mark, you and I were especially taken aback by that. Bill Paxton. Oh, 61 years old.
2: Yeah, uh complications of surgery. Oh, Whister, you never Titanic. know You never know. And classic uh, actor. Great actor. Great actor. So it was really uh speechless to hear about that. But um, like you said, it was sudden, so they couldn't add it to the Oscars. And I think like that night you wanna make like you wanna make it a happy event. And sometimes when you add like something that, you know, just happened. Like, it's one thing to really, like, you know, memorize him in in a way you want to, you know, remember him, but at the same time, you just don't want to, you know, I guess ruin the night or, you know, talk about, you know, somebody that just passed away. True,
0: but Jennifer Aniston, like, almost broke down. Oh, yeah. when she was talking about it?
2: Yeah, Helen Hunt probably did, too, so.
0: Oh, yeah, Helen Hunt, uh, they did Twister together. I don't know if they did anything after that, but.
2: No, but I'm sure they stayed close. I mean, anytime you do a movie with somebody, you always have close ties, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as the Oscars go, it was kind of messy all around. Um, actually, if if you think about all the like uh, the shows this year, like the Grammys, um, the, it was really like, out there. Like they messed up a lot. Like a lot of you know the artists did bring their A game. They messed up on like reading teleprompter. Yeah. When they say professionals, like, you got to take that little backwards and say. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you got to put as much weight as you can on it, and it's not too much. I know? think my
0: favorite part, though, before we move on to anything else, is just the whole Jimmy Kimmel continuing his feud with Matt Damon. <laughs> when Matt Damon came out with Ben Affleck, the voiceover person was like, now, Ben Affleck and guest. Yeah. <laughs> and who who and is every, this? <laughs> and every time Matt Damon tried to talk during the presentation, they just started playing him off. Oh, yeah. He's like, you can't play me off. And then, like, the music just kept going up. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. It was fantastic. I love it. That's the best fake feud in show business. But I love that.
2: <laughs> there's so much time filler. Like, you look at all these shows, like, it was uh, Neil Diamond and, like, John Legend and uh, Jennifer Lopez and James Corden singing um, was it? Sweet Caroline. And that was at the Grammys. And then at the Oscars, it was um, the time filler where they brought random people. Off of, like, a, a bus tour or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they brought random like, people that were yep, doing come one on of those in. Hollywood, you, you know, could, And tours. they were taking yeah. selfies with the, the
0: actors and it's actresses. It's amazing. I would have loved to be there. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just a time filler. Like, you can't have any... It's because Ellen did the selfie at the Oscars, like, three or four years ago. And now right. everyone's trying to one-up it. Yeah. and But you can't beat a selfie with all those celebrities. You can't yeah. beat Ellen. No, you can't beat Ellen. No, She's Ellen DeGeneres is Ellen best. and Billy Crystal. Yeah. Pick one. To host the Oscars. Billy Crystal. You win every time. Oh, Billy Crystal's done it like seven times. I I keep doing it. I love it. He's the best. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on here. Uh, So the Red Sox dodged a major bullet yesterday. Well, at least for the time being. For now. For now. David Price got back from visiting Dr. James Andrews yesterday in Indianapolis, and it turns out for now it doesn't look like he needs Tommy John surgery. I know that was a major concern amongst all of us and of course he tweeted to let everyone know he needs a little chilly right now so I'm gonna head back to Fort Myers. my 40 time was 411 I'll let one of you name my island. What does <laughs> that mean? like Rebus Island no no that does not that's not what that means I Pri- saw someone tweet him back and go uh, zero playoff win island <laughs> 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 then another one was like playoff win island population
1: zero <laughs> hashtag Hawaii Island because that's where you can't uh, can't lose playoff games yeah oh, <laughs>
2: price. Pri- pricey <laughs> island I mean this this guy does come at a price like yeah. you have to literally Chris take Sale
1: came at a sale price price not so much yeah no but <laughs> w-
2: when you look at this guy from like a full-body perspective I mean his his talent is what it is. His character it is what it is. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I think he does cover up his performance where he's like, oh, I had like a little you know, get a little uh bump in my step but I, I needed to, you know, turn around and it, it well, hasn't happened. Well we
1: find out why he was so moody the other day when he was being interviewed and uh Master Adano he um a- asked him a question. He was asking about like, Oh, what delivery uh, how are you gonna change your delivery? And David Price was like just smug and was just like, Oh, I'm changing back to 2012 when I won the side young. Yeah. Mm. See,
0: the thing is, I, with <laughs> him, accountability is not luck. the issue because he'll admit when he sucks. Yeah. But well, the thing I is think he, he doesn't ed- do anything to fix it. Right. Or at he, least it he doesn't appear that he way. He admitted it way too much last year. Yeah. Too. He's just like, Oh, I got to be better. Right. right. And, and then oh, John I Farrell just, was yeah. like, Oh, he had the best
1: change-up of his career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. He, so he's,
0: he's a crybaby. No, with David Price, it's not like. You know, oh, I had my best. stuff. Like he will admit that he sucks, but he just keeps saying it every week. Just well, after a start, he'll be like, yeah. gotta be better." Just, just look gotta, at the gotta, gotta twenty-four hours
1: um, that the uh, that the that John Farrell had um, with interviews. He was like, "Oh, we were very concerned about him today," and then the next day, he's like, "Oh, we're less concerned now." It's <laughs> another thing, John Farrell. Like I don't know who
0: <laughs> I I like criticize more honestly in a in a typical season. John Farrell or David Price? Like John Farrell is another guy that. As Dave likes to put it, is a turd polisher. Yeah. He'll just kind of go out and talk to the media and be like, oh. Well, it was weird because
1: he was was honest, was like, oh, we're really concerned about David Price. Then, like, less than 24 hours later, he was like, oh, we're not that concerned anymore. He's just, (laughs) I don't know. Did Dave Dombrowski get to him and be like, all right. Calm down. Yeah, we, gotta, we all need to calm down. Now. We well, the thing is, I think out. this was a case
0: of the Red Sox just being ultra cautious because on Wednesday he first felt soreness in his pitching elbow, right? Yeah. Then he got the MRI. That we still don't really even know what the results of the MRI were. Because a fluid buildup. Okay, but fluid
2: buildup. I love how people are like tweeting out and like on Instagram. I think I saw a post there. In regards to like one of the media members, and they were like, oh, like you know, no, no World Series if David Price is injured." And then it's like, "Oh, actually, we'll win the World Series when David Price is not injured." And now you look at it; it doesn't really matter because he's he's a bad playoff pitcher anyway. So I, I don't think he's well. Hit- I know, but it helps you in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, he can win you some yeah. games
0: in the regular season, hopefully get you close to that twenty win mark. That'll help you win the division. It kind of goes from there, but
2: right but at the same time he's not that great of a pitcher
1: in the uh, division uh, should be so. be pretty easy to win even with Jess Sale.
0: yeah i mean you well okay let's go run through the AL east i mean the yankees are still rebuilding uh the uh, I almost said the Raptors, I'm sorry. The Blue Jays just lost Edwin Encarnacion. Right, so their uh, offense will Tampa struggle. Tampa sucks.
1: Baltimore is really your only real threat. Tampa now. Bay's rotation is really good, but their offense But that's blows. the
0: case with Tampa every single year. They <laughs> I build don't know a how, team how, with they, pitching. how they uh, pitching is, is,
1: is like their strongest suit. And then suit.
0: they go out and get guys like Logan Forsythe, who out of nowhere... He's not even there anymore, I think they traded him, but... They yeah. traded one of their Logans. They have two Logans, but... Uh, they go out and find guys like that that just randomly give you a bunch of home runs, twenty home runs, and <laughs> yeah. it's like who who the hell is this guy? And now have see, Co-
1: Corey Dickerson, who
0: who, exactly, who just hits I mean. home runs.
1: I I think Toronto's a sleeper. I, I really like them, even if they get rid of there and I know. Uh, I think their rotation's going to take a step back, uh. uh I, I think Stroman is going to improve, but there's no way Jay Happ has the year he had last or year. Aaron Sanchez, Aaron Sanchez was Sanchez. good last year. Uh, he was on that? a he was on uh, yeah, but he was on a pitch I- innings limit towards the end. And yeah, uh, but
0: I think he can build on that. Aaron Sanchez was good. Jay Happ, I don't think he's going to be an, a twenty game winner. Yeah, again but this if year. you have
2: Stroman and
1: uh,
0: Sanchez, Marco Estrada had had a good means, year.
2: Yeah, something to build off of, and they had a decent bullpen. Right.
1: It yeah. I said decent. Eh. I I didn't say great. I didn't say good. Oh. <laughs> it's decent, yeah, it's that, average. That doesn't help you win games. A decent bullpen. Yeah, but what, what I'm the saying
2: Red Sox is, had last year. Yeah, but the bats are what really like stick out to me. I mean, even with without Encarnacion, oh they, yeah, still, they have still Joey a, bats. Yeah, they, they still have, a stacked lineup. Um, Donaldson. I they they got some good Tulo, players. Tulo. Yeah, they got Tulo. So I they mean, do. they still get they, they do still have got a good offense. Have that all star Tulo. Yeah. And, and so looking at that offense, you're you're going to be facing one of the top tier you know offenses in the game, and it's
1: right-handed heavy, which uh, combats the True. left ha- left-handed heavy starters that the Red Sox have. Oh, right, that's a good point. So it, it's a really good balance to have if
2: you're the Red. It's Sox. It's going to be interesting,
1: but I, I still think Toronto's a little. Notch below the Red Sox. Sure, yeah. even without I'm, it, I'm David not Price. saying
2: I'm not saying that Toronto's going to run the AL East. I'm just saying watch out for them. They, oh yeah, they could. They're go- they're they probably could gonna, they noise. could win a
1: wild card.
0: Yeah, but, I think the only two teams you have to worry about obviously are Baltimore and Toronto. The Yankees I don't think you team.
1: really have to worry about Baltimore. Well, Baltimore is they not...
0: have no pitching. Yeah,
2: but um, Baltimore somehow always finds a way to be in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, but like th- late, they, they lose, late in the season they lost Trombo, correct? They. Uh no, Trumbo Trumbo's actually
1: resigned. Oh, they they re- resigned yeah. him? Okay,
2: so I mean th- they still have uh, a decent core to yeah. build off of, but I, I, I get what you're saying, Brian. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, their bullpen, at the end of the, year, end of the bullpen yeah. is filthy. Yeah, their bullpen really good. Their sign
1: pitching is. Atrocious. It's really yeah, They're bad.
0: starting pitching. Outside of Chris Tillman, they have... No, they don't it. even
1: have... Chris Tillman was awful last year. <laughs> he had like yeah. a four ERA. You, you can't even say Chris Tillman. Almost five. I,
2: I think any other starter in, in that rotation is better than Chris Tillman. Chris Tillman's
1: not the, their number one ace. I mean, he can't be.
0: Yeah, the rotation, I'm looking at the depth chart right now. Do, the, do they
1: much. still have... No, we and Chen went to uh, well Tillman,
0: Tillman was actually... I'm looking at his overall numbers from last year. He wasn't bad. 3.77 ERA, 16 wins. Tillman was pretty good last year. Yeah. But y- but outside of Tillman, yeah, you're right. The Orioles really don't have that all that much. So the overall point here they still have is the AL, East, yeah. the AL East is should, weak. Yeah, the point is the Red Sox should be able to win 95 games this year, more than that yeah. you know, with this rotation that they have, if David Price can stay healthy and avoid And as long any as Hanley's thing.
1: okay, yeah, I think he is, because after dropping out of the World Bi- Baseball Thank Classic, God. he hit a home run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of his shoulder.
0: So that's the thing. I mean, like, I, I I don't think that the Red Sox should have any problem winning 95 games this year. Like right. I said last week, I think Rick Porcello, Chris Sale, and David Price, assuming all is good with the elbow, they should combine to win 55 games.
2: The, the biggest, um, I, I think, X factor going into the season is how good the bullpen is going to be. Because I think their offense and I think their starting rotation is fine. It's just going to come down to can Carson Smith stay yep, healthy? Waiting for him. Um, you know Thornsburg. Can he bring his A game that he was part of with the NL? Right. Well, and Carson
0: then, Smith had Tommy John, right? Yeah. yeah. So most guys come back. A lot of guys come back from Tommy John. Yeah, and- but you
2: always have just a couple of questions. You know, sure. Whether but- it's
1: mechanics, maybe he has to switch something up. Well, typically, uh, what I've noticed is that most people who have Tommy John yep. come back stronger.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Well, I, uh, uh, like look
2: at John Lackey. But, but a also years ago. Brian, look at also Matt Harvey. I mean Harvey comes back and you know, he he does it again. Well know? look at you Darvish and you know, it, it happens too often.
0: So Matt Harvey is kind of a character. I mean that guy's got some issues. The Dark Knight. Yeah. I, I don't think
2: he has too many <laughs> issues. I mean he's a great pitcher when he when he performs. It's just a matter of him, you know, staying healthy. So I don't think he's you know that bad of a, of an MLB pitcher. I think he can definitely bring it um, right. and be an ace of that staff. But I mean, Degrom's going off, Syndergaard. I mean, they have a real good pitching rotation. Yeah. So they don't even need him. Steven Matz. Steven, Steven Matz.
0: Matz. Yeah, they've got a great rotation, one of the best in baseball. But honestly, you know, like, how concerned are you going forward, Brian? Because he said David Price is not completely out of the woods yet. Right. I I
1: I mean, we won't. We probably won't even know by next week's show if he's fine or not we'll probably find out the monday after because
0: he's been shut down seven to ten days so what right. even start i, I would told.
1: i would wait ten yeah. days uh, i would I'll wait, wait till next. a couple of weeks
2: I, mean, you I don't really need him in I mean, spring uh, no, training. But I
0: mean, like, the thing is, he's obviously now going to miss opening day because he's going to miss seven to ten days, and that's, you know... That's yeah, but he's like not going to be start, your so. starter anyway. No, 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 but what I no, what I mean is, like, he's probably going to start the year on the DL. Well, I for like a week, I don't think he'll
1: start the, uh, the season on, d- on the DL. He'll probably miss only, like,
0: one start. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's say he misses one start. Yeah. But... I was actually surprised when he went to Indy to see Dr. James Andrews. I mean, like he's like the Grim Reaper, dude. You go to him, you usually get better. It's news. like ninety ninety five percent chance. So I was a little surprised when David Price came back and initially sent out that tweet before really uh, saying anything else on it. And that's kind of when we speculated. Oh, he's in good spirits. That must mean he got good news. I mean, when he went and saw Dr. James Andrews, I gotta be honest with you, I thought for sure. Well,
1: yeah, answer, I, that's why they always go for him for a second opinion. Yeah. Maybe uh, the first doctor probably was like. I suggest surgery, but yeah, I mean, there's a f- lot of fluid built up. I, 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 I might get surgery. Yeah, I, I thought
2: it would be a, a different injury. I thought it would be some kind of I- injury. It's like just, I didn't a, it's think a, it was. um,
1: I believe it's a strain. Yeah, or and, a and sprain, that's like a minor one thing. One of the two. All right, like a, well, right. how minor is it though? It, I it's mean, a, like. okay. It's a. I think it's a strain, which means it's l- it's less severe than a sprain, because a sprain is a tear. Right. Yeah and and that's the point when you tear it that's that that's Well what no makes... if it's a slight sprain you can rest it right. uh, that and that's uh, I believe who has uh, one pitcher rested it and came back and was fine yeah and didn't need Tommy John
2: right so as long as you get the proper rest to it, I think two weeks does enough. So I don't think the Red Sox really have much to worry about when it comes to David Price. Yeah, as long as I he's think the bat- ment-
1: I think the mental game is the biggest part. Uh, well, the, that that's all in the playoffs. So we have to wait for the playoffs to see the mental game. No, but, but I, is, what I'm saying
0: this is. this gives David Price an excuse to suck now.
2: Right. Th- and that's part of the mental game, too, because when he talks to the media and he says, wow, like, I really sucked today. he's like, like yeah, you should have
0: gotten surgery. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, tell
2: him, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, maybe I should have gotten. Surgery. Like he'll come out with jokes here and there. So this isn't good for, yeah. for the
0: Red
1: Sox moving yeah, forward. Can't wait for his tweets to be. Oh my my,
0: my left arm. My it's left his arm attitude. Hurts. And again, I'm not saying that he doesn't care, but it comes off that way, especially yeah. in a market where we kind of like dissect everything you say and everything you tweet. This so far hasn't been a happy marriage with David Price here through year one, but we'll see if he learns from last year and he learns how to deal with the media going forward.
2: Well, sheesh, that's because it's a winning city, so a lot of people expect a lot of uh, their players. You know, the the teams that they root for, so you're never gonna go out to like you know. Pittsburgh or Chicago, really. I mean, the, the fans are passionate there, but we literally dissect every single move. Mm. And that's what makes us really good, passionate fans because we care about the team. We care about mm-hmm. the performance. And, and the whole goal is to win a championship at the end of the year. And if your team's in it, you want them to win. So at the same time, David Price, start taking things seriously because the fans don't think you're serious. You're acting up on Twitter. Learn from Chris Sale. Chris Sale doesn't use
0: Facebook. He doesn't use Twitter. Just learn from him, take the reins, and go with it. 603-883-9900. She, Sharma, Brian Roach, and Mark Lozell in today. No Dave Pard. We'll be right back here on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire.
3: It's 6 a.m., you don't beep your horn. Doesn't matter. My buddy knows the drill anyway because we do this every chance we get. Like a kid at Christmas, he's going to be at the window, skis at the door, hot cup of coffee in hand that he'll drain just in time for first tracks of bloom enjoy outstanding conditions loon mountain new england's most accessible mountain destination is wide open across three peaks buy tickets ahead and save at loonmtn.com. it's 6 a.m clear as a bell and winter quiet i'm watching my breath turn to steam
2: if i turn left out of the driveway there's a mountain of paperwork on my desk if i turn right there's
3: a mountain of snow at loon i'm turning right Work will still be there tomorrow. Loon Mountain is wide open across three peaks with terrain for the whole family. Full progression of terrain peaks in New Hampshire's only super pipe. Buy tickets ahead and save at LoonMTN.com.
4: At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to keep harmful secondhand smoke out of our public spaces and workplaces. And fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. We're fighting for a day when kids no longer battle airborne poisons in their own homes or the fear of an asthma attack. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing. And we can use your help. Join us in the fight. Visit FightingForAir.org and read about just a few of the many ways the American Lung Association is fighting to protect the air we breathe, both indoors and out. See what you can do at FightingForAir.org.
3: I'm Dr. Harold Freeman from the National Cancer Institute. African Americans die from cancer at higher rates than any other groups in the United States. It's important to educate yourself about what you can do to prevent and treat the disease, call 1-800-4-CANCER and talk to a cancer information specialist for free to learn about prevention, screening, treatment and clinical trials. That's 1-800-4-CANCER or 1-800-422-6237. You can also visit us online at cancer.gov lifelines to learn about cancer in the African-American community and the factors that contribute to higher cancer death rates among African-Americans, as well as ways to reduce your risk. Also, check out your local African-American newspaper for Lifeline's articles produced by the National Cancer Institute. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
0: Good news for David Price for now. It looks like he will not need to undergo Tommy John surgery. The lefty visited Dr. James Andrews in Indy yesterday after first feeling soreness in his pitching elbow on Wednesday. He was originally set to make his spring debut tomorrow, but the Red Sox shut him down for the next 7 to 10 days and will reevaluate him after that. The Sox are taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates at Lecom Park today. It'll be Hector Velasquez taking on Chad Cull. First pitch is at 105. We'll provide you updates once the game starts. The Celtics have the night off today after thrashing the Lakers 115-95 at the Staples Center last night. They'll take on the Phoenix Suns in the second game of a five-game West Coast swing tomorrow at 5 p.m. The Bruins are back in action tonight, looking to make it their eighth win in their last ten. They'll be taking on the New Jersey Devils at the Garden. Puck drop is at seven. And after eight seasons, Sebastian Ballmer's time in New England has come to an end. The team released the veteran right tackle yesterday. Clearing up roughly $1.7 million in cap space, Vollmer missed the entire 2016 season due to various injuries. Those are your Blasted Weekend updates. Be sure to listen in live on ESPNNHRadio.com and the ESPN Radio app. And check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ashi Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. Sports Blast.
2: Getting rid of clay holes is like holding in a dump all day.
0: And then, and then <laughs> finally that. getting to a toilet and taking that dump. It feels so good. You know, D- Dave's going to kill me for saying it. That you finally agree with me? I Just for a split second the other day, Brian, I was thinking to myself, maybe it was a little premature to get rid of clay holes
1: it, it was a luxury dump. It's a, it was lug- a sal- salary dump. a yeah, salary yeah, a dump. For
0: the luxury tax. To get, yeah. to get below the luxury I tax. I mean, look, $13.5 million is kind of a bargain even for a guy like Clay Buckles. And hear me out. Listen, I hate Clay Buckles as much as Dave. Maybe well, not as much as Dave. Dave r- really does not yeah, like Clay Buckles. Yeah, he despises Blake. But uh, Clay. What if. Clay. What if David Price got bad news from James Andrews? I mean, then all of a sudden. You'd you have Andy Owens down. starting every day. Oh, or Pomerantz is back in the rotation. Ew. So. I was just for a split second thinking to myself, maybe they shouldn't have traded Clay Buckles just for this reason. What if someone for goes down in depth? Just for pitching depth. That's 14 and a a half half mil? No, yeah, I
2: mean, that's not a bad outlook. It's out. Not not no. bad
0: at all. That's what I listen, said last l- week. Now, but listen, hold l- on. Luckily, luckily, it looks like for the time being, David Price is okay. Again, we don't know for sure. He's not out of the woods completely.
1: We'll if know we, two weeks from today.
2: In
0: seven to ten <laughs> days. We'll find out. But, but I, think I was just thinking to myself that maybe they should have kept Clay Buckholz. Yeah,
2: I think Dave alluded to this last week, but... When you have, like, Henry Owens or, like, Drew Pomerantz. Yeah, but you know what you're going to get out of that. Yeah, you know you're going to get suck. Five innings and, like, Four or five runs. Yeah, the thing is, I keep suck.
0: falling back into the trap, and I think it's a good thing they traded him because I keep falling back into the trap of of when Clay Buckles gets on a roll. When he's he healthy, he tricks you. Yeah, when he's he healthy. makes you think he's a good pitcher. you could gonna
3: have
1: yeah. ten great starts in a row, yep. and, and, then, and then you can trade him. And then yep. you could have yep, got something way better. It. They never do it. I know. They,
0: he gets on that roll, and then all of a sudden, there's this big matchup against the Yankees right before the All Star break, two and a half weeks before the trade deadline. And guess what happens? He got hurt. He gets hurt.
2: It's because him. It's because they're too loyal. At the end of the day. They're They were too loyal, at least. Not not anymore.
0: It's not a a question of loyalty, Mark. I don't think management is loyal. It's not their job to be loyal. I think they just get a little too conservative. They're like, well, whoa, whoa! you, know, you tell me Ben right
2: Charrington now. wasn't like loyal to these guys too much. I mean, John Farrell, he was like an assistant manager to, um, you know, Terry Francona being the pitching manager. I think at the end of the day, I think John Farrell had this love relationship with Clay Buckles where he really wanted to keep him around because he thought he was a, a good, a good pitcher, which he yeah, had good stuff.
0: Oh, well, if he liked Clay Buckles so much, he wouldn't have shipped him back and forth between the bullpen and the rotation last year.
2: Yeah. But the problem is you just didn't know when he was going to, stay healthy or not and that's the inconsistency so when it comes down to Drew Pomerantz or Henry Owens we know what we're gonna get gonna yeah. get we Again, don't was, know what we would get out it, was of Clay just, Buckles. it was
0: just a brief moment the other day maybe for like three and a half minutes well, get that I thought, thought myself, out of your head where I thought to myself don't keep it there it, it was like it what David Price
1: comes bad news come to the Brian side <laughs> <laughs> no, what's, no, the, no. what's the Brian side enlighten me it, uh that, I, that, that, that Clay sure Buckles it, is yeah.
2: gonna win uh Cy Young with the Phillies he, he is Yes. You know the he thing might. is
0: that the the sad thing is that's not even that surprising because right. for years I said Clay Buckles has better stuff than Josh Beckett. Clay Buckles has better stuff than John Lester. He just can't put it together right. for 30 plus starts. It's a mental case. Yeah, Holy. not not
2: only a mental case, he just can't stay healthy. Oh, yeah, if yeah. he holds a baby the wrong way, he's done for the that's year. That's what yeah.
0: I'm saying. But yeah. <laughs> ultimately his stuff, that circle change up is devastating. Just the dude just can't put it together. And like again, like not. I don't want Clay Buckles back here. He's gone. He's in Philly. Thank God. Good rinse. I'll take Josh. She had demise. a nice start. His first start. I two don't innings. Care. But I, don't, I would no say. Runs. But I just wanted to tell you guys that I had a brief lapse in judgment the other day. When it's, not <laughs> it's not a lapse in judgment. <laughs> it's not a lapse in judgment. I, I, just I just would say though,
2: if the Red Sox didn't have like Porcello or Chris Sale, you know, to really mm. back up the David Price thing, then I would say, all right. Then we should have kept the Clay Buckholz. but since we have like a d- decent callus moving forward, like they they had rotations pretty like deep in regards to like one through three, yeah, right. I mean,
0: Like you have guys that can be ready to sweep, there is, there, get in. There
1: is no depth on this team that's good depth. Like right. you don't you, just you have don't the want that you need. You don't want Drew, Drew Pomeran starting. You like don't what, want Henry Owens starting. Or Rowanis Elias. No, it, that's fine. Henry Owens shouldn't start. But the point ever. is, the point is they're
0: not good starters, but they are there. They are available. Right. Brandon Workman, if he can work his way back into the picture. I'd rather
1: there. have Workman than either, than Pomeranz, Henry Owens, or Elias. And, and so guys, then, don't so get... What
0: about, what about instead of Clay Buckles? No. No. So you would have rather kept Clay Buckles? If, worst case scenario, if David Price did go under the knife, you would have said, damn, I wish Clay Buckles was still here.
1: No, I still, uh, even if David Price doesn't go under the knife, I, I feel like it's good. Um... Safety measure, yeah, but guys, don't don't get it twisted. Like I think it's going to
2: be a problem moving forward. I really do. If you know somebody gets injured, that they're not going to have a pitcher to step in and really you know fulfill that role. Right, you're going to have to use like Brock Holt. So I, I think you know coming during the season or at the trade deadline, they're going to have to make a move to make that final push. I think it's really going to come down to you know the four or five guys really stepping it up. Like I think Eddie Rodriguez and Steven Wright may have to play a gigantic role with you know Drew Pomeranz maybe getting spot starts for Steven Wright or you know if Eddie Rodriguez gets hurt again uh, they're gonna have to have guys you know in-, in line to to back them up they need a supporting cast any any pitching rotation you need a supporting cast regardless right so I think that is a weakness of the Red Sox. But the fact that they went out and got Chris Sale kind of gives them more insurance moving forward. So yeah. I don't think it's
1: a bad that, thing. Because now they have two number one, uh, two number ones and then like a 1B B. B yeah. Porcello. Yeah.
0: Although I would put, even though David Price is actually your number two behind Chris Sale, I'd actually put him third in the rotation just to alleviate some of that pressure. Yeah, know, if it's, it's like on paper. You're paying the guy yeah. $31 million. What I think is going to happen him, is Porcello is
1: going to be your opening day starter because mm-hmm. he won the Cy yeah. Young mm-hmm. because he showed that he deserves it. Yep. And then Chris Sale and then David Price, so yeah. I but fight. I don't think that's gonna how how it's gonna go through. Right, there's the gonna season. be off
0: days. That's yeah. gonna yeah. But you just tell David and Price and like you're third in the rotation. Oh, okay, okay, I'm good with that. And no, he third. won't be okay with
2: no, that. no. He won't be okay. So you don't you keep your mouth shut because <laughs> <laughs> in that right. case <laughs> he'll he's, tweet
3: he's, about he's gonna it. tweet about it. he's gonna <laughs> it. be like oh man I'm, I'm not number, number one anymore. Yeah. He's like, I don't know
0: David Price strikes me as the guy that'll be like all right fine the pressure's off me that's cool I don't care dude being the ace in Boston. That's tough as hell.
1: It's ideal, though.
2: That's I mean, why they, they have not, three. Not
0: everyone likes that, though. That's, no, I know, but that's David why that, doesn't.
1: That's why. That's why they have three aces. So technically, no one's the ace. This is actually. Oh, it's, it's back that, to the, he's the ace. This that's it's back. It's back to that because now they, ha- they actually have those pieces and can say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I worst think... rotation ever. That that one. That well, was, yeah. The ace. Wade
1: Miley was your best pitcher.
2: But oh, I, I yeah, think the true. I think the best thing about this is you do have the talent in the rotation. You know, like you, like you said, Brian. You know who was the ace? You know back you know a couple of years ago, you didn't know who was. Well, they didn't now have one. Actually didn't they, have one. They, they didn't have one. Buckholtz was your ace at that it was time. Clay
0: Buckholtz, Wade Miley, Joe Kelly, Justin Masterson, and Rick Porcello. Yeah. I mean, you tell me. Out of those five, and Rick Porcello, not from last year, <laughs> yeah. but from two years ago. Right. Yeah, Rick Porcello. That was
1: when he just signed his contract that no one thought he deserves, and now everyone thinks yeah, he yeah. deserves it. Twenty-one, <laughs> Before even 21 million in. dollars. I
2: No, no, it looks like it. a bargain. You paid $21 million for this guy. Oh, you yeah, to yeah, say, oh, were ripping yeah. him apart <laughs> when it, that happened. Oh, <laughs> I was. Purcell Blow.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Oh, I, I hated the deal. I mean, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't hate I the deal. I just thought I hated it was a your own premature. assessment as for Rick Purcell because the only reason they made that trade was because they needed pitching. To yeah. make up for John Lester, that was the only reason. It's not like they wanted Rick Porcello. But, uh, they she just sh- called the Tigers and said, can we get Rick Porcello because we need pitching? Well, it, good she-
1: thing they got rid of Lester, because that means Chris Sale wouldn't have been here. Right, but going into
2: this
0: because season... Because
1: that would be way too many lefties. That would be like four out of five lefties, which would be ridiculous.
2: Going into the season, I, I think a lot of people are, are overlooking the, the pitching depth, but... When you have exciting guys like Andrew Ben and Mookie Betts and Jackie Bradley and Xander Bogarts, you know, all these young guys that are coming to fruition... Um, it's really good to see because you know now it's not the topic of you guys
1: you know are going to be bad. I, I think the expectations for this team is to be right in line where they were last it's year. It's just worrisome about the contract situation with some of these players. Right. A.K.A. Mookie Betts. Yeah, M- <laughs> Mookie Betts is going to be tough to, to, well, I mean, to it, sign. It, but
0: it's, it's the business aspect of things. They couldn't come to an agreement. I'm not that worried about it. Yeah,
1: and it seemed amicable, but, I mean, who knows?
2: Yeah, it it could happen down the line where... He may may want out, but no, Mookie's definitely... I think Mookie will stay. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Mookie's one of the uh, interesting players to watch in the league because it, you can see that he enjoys playing. Yeah, he likes to bowl, too. Right. Heck of a bowler. He has, what, like 10 perfect games in his career? Yeah, he's insane.
2: <laughs> but um, I, I think the youth is really what keys the, the Red Sox fans
1: in that front, front yeah, office. Yeah, and they still have youth coming through. They have yeah. Devers, uh they, they have Marrero.
2: Because everybody's saying the the biggest takeaway from the offseason is Chris Sale. And I, I totally agree. But I think the development of these young players is really what is going to
1: stand out this year over mm-hmm. the
2: acquisition of Chris Sale. And to
1: see how they um, react if they make it to the postseason this year compared mm-hmm. to last season after failing.
0: Oh, they just looked like a deer in the headlights. movie bats
1: started to... Get out of it. The last couple games at Fenway, where but
0: everything just went wrong. That could like the right. pitching went down, the offense suffered. Like Clay Buckholz was was the, was the best
1: pitcher you had in the postseason because
0: he obviously had been there. A lot of guys hadn't. The only guys on that team that had really solid, good playoff experience were Dustin Pedroia, David Ortiz, and Clay Buckholz.
1: Right, and I mean we all know Price's thing and Porcello. Well, Price has I, been on teams. Porcello that have gone had the, the teamwork, worst. Yeah. Uh, it was the worst opportunity for him to have his worst start of his career. Yeah, it's pretty. Bad. <laughs> or, or the worst start of the season, yeah. and, and that's that's usually like the first takeaway for everyone.
2: It, you know, it's um the reputation of you know your your first playoff game. You know, the atmosphere just doesn't treat you right. Um, and that didn't work out for Mookie Betts and any of the starters. But I don't think that has an effect um, this year. I I think they're gonna go full boat. They get they have to. They got to be on top of everything. And, and they have to perform at the end of the day because their job's at stake. So and I, I think everybody realizes that the contracts play a role and they play a factor because it's you know the burden on your shoulder to really
0: get over the top of that barrier. And the great thing about this team, as you guys just said, is they're so young. Their core is so young from Mookie to Jackie to Benintendi to Xander. Exciting. It's really an exciting. Exciting young core.
2: Yeah, it's exciting. It will get butts in the seats for sure, but I think the Red Sox are above that now. They want to win a World Series because they went out and got a guy like Chris Sale. Right. That, that's just a sign. They gave up Mancada and a pretty good pitcher in Copic Yeah, and a possible another prospect there. So I think it's really all in for the Red Sox. There's a reason why they went out and got Sale because mm-hmm. they feel like their
1: chances are really, really good. They have They're a three-year window. They're going to have against the Cubs. Yeah, they, they have a three-year window, and... I mean, the Cubs have a good rotation and a nice young offense, but it's bullpen stuff. P- it's hard to repeat, especially yeah. in MLB. I think I think it's the one of the toughest sports to repeat because teams retool yep. the free agency. Uh, a lot a of grind. upsets, injuries. The entire season's just a grind. You're right. Injuries are a big po- part of why most teams don't repeat. And, and there is a problem with the Red Sox. I think when it comes to bringing in big names. Sometimes they don't
2: perform right away. Right. So I I think it's gonna be interesting to see how Chris but
1: he has shown over his career that he can dominate the AL East. And the AL East is full of mediocrity right now. Yeah, but it's totally different pitching in Fenway Park than you know uh, in uh, U.S. Cellular. That was a that was also a uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a pitcher. Oh, it's a park.
0: huge park. I mean, the only thing that uh, hitters like there is that you've got uh, gappers that you can hit because right. of the wide outcome, So it
1: was but. sort of a comb- it was an average ballpark. I'm uh, sure you can give up a lot of doubles, but right, lefties no, ball- lefties are tough to take deep at Fenway. But what I'm talking about is like the environment. Like... Every time the well, Red he Sox has that play, it's uh, like a playoff well, game. Yeah, but he has like a psychopath tendency to him, so I think he'll enjoy it. And yeah. I find I out <laughs> or not yeah, but we it. said we said the
2: same thing about
0: Kimbrel, and Kimbrel really, you know, he he yeah, had well, a great Kimbrel, year last no, year. No, he did not. Yeah. He did not have a great year. He could have had a better, better year. Brian. He could have had he a better year. He cannot pitch in non-safe situations. That uh, will not cut it through. <laughs> okay. It's a closer. He walks. There are gonna be there are gonna be walks the way you deal with. He he's he's the dice of closers. No, he's not. Because yeah. uh,
1: Daisuke had like a
0: five year I What was, was Craig Kimbrell's <laughs> ERA
1: last year? Uh, it was above three. A little tiny bit above three. Yeah, but that, that, was becau- that was because one of his last starts was a non-save situation. After A that little clinched. tiny
0: bit, 3.4 is a tiny bit above three?
1: Well, that's because he allowed six runs in a game that didn't matter. Yeah, but I, that that is If true. you take away those six runs, he has an ERA
2: of... That is true, but I want to see more consistency out of this.
1: And once again, it was his first year. I know, but a lot of these pitchers in the rotation now, they eat innings. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Right. Which is why David Price is such a concern. If he goes down, who eats 200 plus innings? Yeah. And probably personally, Henry Owens, yum. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Henry Owens. Oh yeah. Drew Pomerantz, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Clay Buckles in oh. Philly. Oh yeah. He would do it. <laughs> <laughs> he no. would eat 175 of those innings and then get hurt. Yeah. But then you only have 25 innings of Henry Owens, which I could deal with. I I, I, <laughs> I think Dave Dombrowski has you know his right
2: mindset. I don't think he wanted to give up more talent than what he gave up for Chris Sale. So I, I think you know going into the season with you know maybe pitching insurance like Drew Pomeranz you know you traded a guy like um who who was the pitcher that they traded to the Padres their top pitching prospect I forget Casey his. Kelly yeah no K- no no it wasn't Casey Kelly it was somebody else it was oh
0: uh, oh you mean the most recent one for uh, yes oh God Anderson Espinosa. yeah yes I was going back to Adrian so Pedro Pedro but what I'm Pedro. saying is
2: anytime you <laughs> trade away one of your top prospects. You got to keep Pomerantz in in, you know some kind of form with the rotation or bullpen. You can't get rid of him. Well, yeah, they're not gonna get rid of him. I
1: I think he's better suited for a um, role in the bullpen. Give him a role in the number five position. No, no, he does. No, I'm not. I'm not putting Pomerantz in the
0: rotation. I just I was not a fan of the move. I mean, like again, they need. So who, who's going to be in the rotation? Uh, they're, they're set. They've got everyone in the rotation. If Price is healthy.
1: Who's uh, is who's going to rota- start for Price? Who's going to
0: be the back end? It's going to be oh. In the meantime, yeah. it's probably going to be either Steven Elias Wright. or no. Steven Wright's already in the rotation. Oh, uh, like, what about the guy who's starting Steven today, yeah. Velasquez? I don't think Velasquez is going to be in the ro- Who is this guy? They, he's going he's to he, be a star. They stole him talking. from okay. the, so, the Mexican. So, league. If, so when everyone when everyone's healthy, it's going to be Sale, Porcello, Price, Erod, Wright, right? So, when Price is down for the first, got uh, to move
1: it's 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 up. I don't know about Erod because he has options. So, they might do Pomeranz instead of
2: Erod. Yeah,
0: but if David Price is going to be out of the rotation. If he's, he's out, out of the, the rotation, yes,
2: you start him. I, I think you got to move up the rotation though, at the end of the day if David Price is injured move everybody up, and then slide in, you know. Velasquez. Velasquez or somebody that can Kyle get Kendricks. I don't
0: even know this guy, Hector Velasquez. Hey, and now we're ready to put him in the rotation. Well, who would you
2: rather have? Uh, not Owens. Not Owens, not Pomerantz, right? I would go yeah. Workman.
0: I would be like, Workman, you good? No, I would, for a spot w- start? I would
1: wait for Workman because he has concussions and Tommy John to yeah. deal with. <laughs> He's a long reliever too. He's, yeah. I,
0: I, I like, I like, like Workman away. for, like, four innings and yeah. then done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 603-883-9900. When we come back, we'll get into Jimmy Garoppolo. He posted something very interesting on Instagram yesterday. What is it with these athletes and social media? They love it. Oh, my God. Anyways, we'll get into that next. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.
1: 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local
3: ESPN.
0: Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed.
1: Losing our signal?
3: You can always
1: hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire.
5: In the next 60 seconds, 156 people will be added to Earth's population. Many will face a life of poverty, hunger, and poor health. At some point, planet Earth may no longer be able to sustain our world's population. But overpopulation is not just a numbers game. It's also about a better quality of life which includes access to basic health care, food, clean water, and a sustainable balance between people and our natural resources. If you think overpopulation is such a big problem that you can't make a difference, think again. Population Connection is the national grassroots organization that believes through education and information, individuals can make a difference. Take the time to make an investment in a better, safer, less crowded world. Even small choices can make an impact. To learn more, visit populationconnection.org. That's populationconnection.org. A public service message from Population Connection.
4: Does your child have dreams? Some babies are born with skid, a serious defect of the immune system. Fortunately, my daughter Cassie was screened, diagnosed, treated, and cured. With newborn screening, Cassie and every child can have a lifetime of dreams.
0: All newborns need to be screened for skid. A simple test may save your baby's life. Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. To learn more, talk to your doctor or visit our website at info4pi.org.
2: We see it in the news. Obesity is an epidemic in our country. So be active
5: and exercise with your kids and keep them healthy and fit. This message is brought to you by NAFERD, New Hampshire Association for Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance.
3: Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your
0: ESPN New Hampshire update. Good news for David Price. As of right now, it appears he will not need Tommy John surgery. The lefty visited Dr. James Andrews in Indianapolis yesterday after first feeling soreness in his pitching elbow on Wednesday. He was originally set to make his spring training debut tomorrow, but the Red Sox will shut him down for the next 7 to 10 days and then will reevaluate him after that. The Sox will take on the Pittsburgh Pirates at Lecom Park today. It'll be Hector Velasquez. Who the hell is that? For the Sox, taking on Chad Cull. First pitch is at 105. We'll provide you updates once the game starts. The Celtics have the night off today after thrashing the Los Angeles Lakers 115 95 at the Staples Center last night. They'll take on the Phoenix Suns in the second game of a five game West Coast swing tomorrow at 5 p.m. The Bruins are back in action tonight, looking to make it eight wins in their last ten. They'll be taking on the New Jersey Devils at the Garden. Puck drop is at seven. And after eight seasons, Sebastian Vollmer's time in New England has come to an end. The team released the veteran right tackle yesterday, clearing up roughly $1.7 million in cap space. Vollmer missed the entire 2016 season due to shoulder and hip injuries. Those are your Blasted Weekend updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com and the ESPN Radio app. And check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ashish Sharma, don't go anywhere. The sports class continues right now. Some say him starting week one. Well, that's insane, man. But I say the game may never ever be the same, man. Because brace yourself, here comes good old. What's his name, man? Not seriously. What's your name, man? Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: My name is
5: Jimmy Garoppolo And I've waited all my life for this Does anyone know where my helmet is?
4: Where his helmet
3: Everyone is hating and degrading industry. That's just for you, Brian.
0: And for you, Dave, if you're listening. I know that spooked both of you when we played the sound a couple weeks ago of just the Jimmy Garoppolo okay, part, but I, this is actually pretty good. I think it's it, catchy. It's a catchy tune. It's catchy, isn't it? Yeah. Brian looks like he wants to kill me.
2: I'm not going to sing it, though, because we've been singing it in, you know, during the break, so
0: I think enough it's, it's, singing. It's a catchy song. Not bad. It's kind of a catchy song. I like it. Yeah. I like it. No, it's, it's not bad, isn't it? Really Rob, uh, it's, it's Rob Riggle. Riggle, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I right. dig it. Well, there we go. So we're going to get into Jimmy Garoppolo. You can go ahead and kill the bed now. Please kill the bed. He's, he's about to say it again. Oh,
4: my God. All right, so hold on.
0: All, right, all right, here we go. No one talk.
4: Yo, what's your name again?
0: Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> <We're good. laughs> so you guys see this uh, Instagram post yesterday? Jimmy Garoppolo putting up a picture of him giving the peace sign. Hashtag La Familia. Uh, I don't know what it is with athletes and social media, but this might be a subtle sign that Jimmy Garoppolo might be on the move here. It's kind of
2: contradicting, right? You put hashtag La Familia, you know, it means family. No, it's
0: like peace, family. Peace, fam. I'm out.
2: No, yeah, that means see you later. But at the same time, he's talking about like the family and the Patriots. So I don't know if he's like, you know, trying to give a sign, or I also don't know if the Patriots want to keep everything under wraps because Adam Schefter reported that you know the Patriots were not you know looking to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and now we're hearing you know there's possibly some news for, uh, floating out there that you know he wants to go back to Chicago where he played college ball um, you know, Cleveland dot com reported that they're still talking. So, so There's it,
0: conflicting reports. It, there, I, mean, there is, but, I mean usually I trust Adam Schefter, but there's a lot of reports that are conflicting his report. But I always I always think the Patriots that, don't want to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and
2: I always think there's loopholes with the media anyway. Some people just throw stuff out to stick just so they can get clicks and, you know, get some listenership going. But um I I think at the end of the day I think Jimmy Garoppolo he's a hot commodity and I think teams are gonna want, you know, definitely <laughs> ask for him at some point, whether that's you know, before the draft or in the draft for picks or you know some, some uh, player that, that they have in mind. So I, I don't think it's out of the picture that he could be
0: out. Well, if they keep Jimmy Garoppolo for the final year of his deal and he walks next season, assuming he doesn't get the franchise tag, mm-hmm. the Patriots would get a compensatory third-round pick Ooh. after that. Oh, my. So if you do trade him. They love those picks. They do. No, but I'm saying if you do trade him, It should be for more than a third-round pick, I would assume. No, it would be a first. It would be at least for a first or two seconds or something. Because Uh, what do you get by getting a third-round pick in this year's draft if you just wait and let him walk, keep him as insurance if Brady gets hurt, and then you get that third-round pick anyway if he leaves in free agency, but in next year's draft.
2: Yeah, but the Sam Bradford trade is really like the expectations. It should be the baseline, exactly. Um, I mean, RG three trade was through the roof. I, I would have never done that if I was the Washington Redskins. But when it came down to Sam Bradford trade, you're gonna see that type of trade. It's gonna be you know first round pick, second round pick, and a fourth round pick, something of that liking,
1: because the Patriots don't want to give them up for just you know di- dimes. Like they want dollars. Well, right, t- the, I think the best case scenario is for them to trade to switch first round picks and also get like a third round pick, and then. What Bill Belichick would do would trade that first-rounder for like seven, uh, six-round round picks. <laughs> right. yeah. He loves those fourth-round picks. I would hate him if he well, did it's, that. Well, it's, it's a better value. but also Because the money that's based on these first-rounders is ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. Because if they,
0: they don't pan the difference, out... The right. difference between the first overall pick and the second pick right. is actually a considerable difference when you look at the money.
2: Yeah, but also keep in mind that the Cleveland Browns would have the number 12th pick, right?
0: Well, they have the first and the twelfth. They have two first-round picks, but
2: they're not going to give up the first yeah, pick. So that's why I'm not talking pick, about that. Yeah. I was thinking the twelfth pick, and then you keep yours. So they could go out and get a guy like Jabril Peppers from Michigan, and then draft a guy like, um, you know, the, the running back from uh, Stanford there, McCaffrey. So I, I think there's something there. I I think McCaffrey would fit the system pretty well. So you know, anytime you could
0: get two players for one. Uh why not do it? I understand the fear as another organization of trading for a guy that's relatively unproven that too for 1 year, but the thing is if you acquire him, you get him for a full year, then let's say you franchise tag him back to back years. I think you can do that, right? You can use the franchise that's tag.
1: That's what the Redskins did to Kirk exactly. Cousins. And Kirk so, Cousins is getting
0: bad money for it. So you can essentially get Jimmy Garoppolo. Million? You can get Jimmy Garoppolo for 3 years mm-hmm.
2: if you're a team. You you could. And I mean, I don't, I don't think as, as I said, I don't think that's a bad move by the Patriots if they want to go that route.
1: I don't think they're going to, but I don't think they will either. The way
2: Bill Belichick talks about Garoppolo, yeah, I, I think he's got to have some kind of trade value out there. I think you know a team like Chicago, a team like Cleveland will want to build around this guy. I mean, he did pretty good, you know, for the first four games with the Patriots last season. So there's got to be the some, first something. First four there. games
0: he played like six quarters of those four first four games. He played pretty good though when he when he played. He played yeah. I mean he played okay against Arizona. They won that game. He played great against your team. Yeah. Before getting Miami. Hurt. Yeah. And then Yeah, that was it. He but, got hurt. <laughs> so I mean six quarters, that's hardly a sample size, really. Right. And if any GM is willing to take him and give something up, do it.
2: Yeah, but to to find a good quarterback in this league, Ashish, I, I think it's overlooked. You know, a lot of people say they're, they're fine with you know, wh- what they have, and the reason why they're fine is because that's all, that, that's, all that's really available. So I, I think a team like Chicago who is struggling, who doesn't want Jay Culler anymore, I, I think a, a team like Cleveland who doesn't want RG3 taken over f- under center, I, I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has a lot of value in that need because he can somehow come in and make an impact. Like Brock Osweiler is a bad example because he hasn't lived up to that contract. Sure. But, you know, who's, who's to say Jimmy Garoppolo can't do the same? But at the same time, he came from, you know, the same uh, college as uh, Tony Romo, I believe, mm-hmm. out of Chicago. Yep. So Eastern I, Illinois. Th- there's got to be something there with this kid. You know, IQ is 1,000 right now because he's working with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So I think in, in that regard, anytime you're connected to those two guys, you know, the goats of the League of History, you have to really hold that accountable and say you can get actually more than what you expect on the market because teams are going to want to see that and throw money your way. So what about
0: the Niners? Number two pick, they need a quarterback.
2: No, I, I think Kyle Shanahan has a quarterback in mind. We'll figure it out as the draft uh, comes to fruition. Um, Mitch um, what, whatever, um out of North Carolina, he's a really good quarterback. He likes Mitchell by the way. He likes Mitchell, I saw yes. The other day. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins... Like, who do you think you are?
0: We'll call you what we want to call you.
2: Kirk Cousins could be <laughs> you know, a trade target, too, at the end of the Yeah, States I don't know what to Niners. make
0: of that. I mean, we can talk about that more in the next segment, but yep. there was a three-team deal that was being discussed where Tony Romo would go to the Redskins, Kirk Cousins would go to the Niners, yes. was it? Yep. And then uh, the Cowboys would get something. Picks. Picks. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't really know how close, the, you know, how accurate that deal is just in terms of like what was being discussed. Right. But that's certainly interesting. But yeah, I mean, obviously the two most discussed landing spots for Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade would be Cleveland and Chicago. Those are the two teams that we've been talking about the two teams that need a quarterback.
2: Yeah, and anytime you can go back to Chicago, you know, playing for Eastern Illinois. You know, it's a good sign to, you know, really build off of. So I don't think it's a bad move if the Patriots really do trade Jimmy G. If they see him being the heir apparent to Tom Brady, they got a long way to go. So, I mean, you would have to give up the tag, like you said,
0: two, three times a year. But give up, but get more than just a third round compensatory pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get more than that. All right, wrapping up hour number one here on the Sports Blast. We'll be right back.